This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 30, and I'm James Eek. What is karate? It is the art we exercise mind and body for health promotion in daily life. But in case of emergency, it is the art of self-defense without any weapon. In most cases, we fight with our bodies, our hands, our feet, elbows, etc., to defeat opponents. However, in some cases, in accordance with circumstances, we may also use weapons. People often misunderstand karate. When they see someone breaking five wooden boards or a few pieces of roof tile by his or her fist, they think it's a main part of karate. Of course, it is not a main part of karate, but a trivial part of karate. Like other fighting arts, the truth of karate or the Tao of karate can be understood and mastered, but the ultimate goal, which is beyond teachings and impossible to describe by words. The name karate is a special term in Ryukyu. Karate originated from Chinese Gong Fu. We have a few books on origin of Chinese Gong Fu, so we cannot conclude immediately, but according to a theory, the martial arts originated in Central Asia and the area around Turkey when the ancient civilization was developed. And it was introduced to China gradually. However, we still have another theory. It says about 5,000 years ago, Chinese Gong Fu originated at the age of Yellow Emperor, who built the brilliant culture at the Yellow River Basin. Anyway, it's not difficult to imagine that the prototype of martial arts was born by fighting spirit for a struggle which human beings possess by nature. For example, most styles of Chinese Gong Fu were created by mimicking fights of animals or birds. You can see it from the styles names such as tiger style, lion style, monkey style, dog style, crane style, and so on. In the age a little later, Chinese Gong Fu split into southern school and northern school. Moreover, each school split into Neijai and Waijai. The characteristic of Neijai is mainly softness. It is defensive fighting art. Wudang, Gong Fu, for example, Tai Chi, is typical of Neijai. The characteristic of Waijai is mainly hardness, and it's an aggressive fighting art. Shaolin Gong Fu is typical, which was created at Shaolin Temple in the Songshang Mountain in Henan Province. And later, in the ages of Tang Dynasty and Song Dynasty, we find many Gung Fu warriors at the height of their success. When we consider how karate was introduced in Ruku or Okinawa, we have various opinions without any historical evidence. We have not yet come to correct conclusion on this matter. There are three main opinions, namely the 36 Chinese immigrants, Oshima notes, and the importation in Keicho period. Some simple explanation of each are as follows. The 36 Chinese immigrants happened in 1392, which was the Ming dynasty in China, and 36 Chinese immigrants came to Okinawa from Fujian province. 
At this time, karate was introduced to Okinawa by Chinese immigrants. The Oshima notes say that in 1762, the merchant ship of the Ryukyu Kingdom was caught in a heavy storm on the way to Satsuma, and it was cast ashore on the coast of Oshima in Kochi Prefecture now. A high-ranking official of the ship was an intelligent person, and he, helped, he was helped by Choki Tobe, an intellectual who lived in Oshima. Tobe wrote down the man's interesting stories about the Ryukyu Kingdom, and his notes were called the Oshima Notes. The third volume of Oshima Notes says that a kung fu warrior came from China to Okinawa, bringing his disciples with him. According to the notes, at that time people called the martial arts Kumaya Jutsu instead of Karate. This is the most reliable literature on Karate. The third is the importation in the Keijo period, in which in 1609, the Shimazu clan of Satsuma invaded the Ryukyu kingdom, and they prohibited possessing weapons by the people of Okinawa. Some believe that Karate was spontaneously created due to the cruel opposition by the Satsuma. Others insist that karate was a domestic creation, but what was imported from China? I think it's reasonable to consider that karate was a fusion of martial arts from China and te, the native martial art of Okinawa, which had already existed. So karate was developed remarkably, and even today it is still improved rationally and developed. We have a few differing opinions on the origin of karate, but they are popular misconceptions and not worth listening to. As mentioned above, so far we do not have any definitive and convincing opinion yet. Anyway, karate was developed, it was modified, and it was improved for so many years. We also do not know the origin of the name karate, but it is true that the name karate was made recently. In the old days, it was simply called te. At that time, people used to practice karate secretly, and a few masters taught a few advanced kata out of all the kata only to his best disciple. If he had no suitable disciple, he never taught them to anyone, and eventually such kata have completely died out. As a result, there are many kata which were not handed down. In the middle of the Meiji period, prominent karate masters abolished the old way of secrecy, Karate was open to the public, so it was soon recognized by society. It was the dawn in the development of karate. In accordance with the rapidly progressing culture, karate was also recognized as physical education, and it was adopted as one of the teaching subjects at school. Therefore, at last, karate has won social approval. According to oral history in the old ways, the teaching policy of karate put emphasis on self-defense techniques. With just a motto of no first attack in karate, teachers showed their students the moral aspects. However, I heard that in reality, they tend to neglect such moral principles. So gradually, the teaching policy was improved with the change of the times. Now, we discontinued and abolished the wrong tradition of so-called body first and mind second. And we made our way towards the Tao of fighting arts, or the truth of karate. Eventually, we obtained this, the correct motto, mind first and body second, which means 
karate, and zen are the same. There are various opinions about ryu or styles of karate in Okinawa, but they are just guess and without definite research or evidence. With regard to this matter, we feel as if we are groping in the dark. According to popular opinion out there, we can categorize karate into two styles, shorenryu and shoreru. They insist that the former is fit for a stout person while the later for a slim person. However, such opinion proved to be false by many studies. In the meantime, there is only opinion we can trust, and it is as follows. In 1828, our ancestors inherited Gong Fu from Fujian province in China. They continued their studies and formed Goju-ryu Karate. Even today, there still exists an orthodox group which inherited genuine and authentic Goju-ryu Karate. Some good points of karate are as follows. Number one, a large place or a spacious area is not required for practicing karate. Number two, you can practice karate by yourself. You can also do it together with other karate members by forming a group. Number three, you don't have to spend many hours in practicing karate. Four, you can choose kata suitable for your own physical strength and practice it regardless of age and gender. Five, Without spending much money, you can practice karate with simple equipment, such as a makiwara, or you can do it without. 6. Karate is very effective as a means of health promotion, and there are many karateka who are healthy and live long. As a re- and number 7. As a result of training in mind and body, you can cultivate your character and acquire indomitable spirit. On the future of karate do, the days when karate was taught secretly are over and has come to the new age in which we practice and study karate publicly and officially. Therefore, the future of karate do is bright. Taking this opportunity, we should stop advertising karate as if it is a mysterious and magical fighting art in a small island in Okinawa. We should open karate to the public and receive criticism, opinions, and studies from other prominent fighting artists. In the future, we should invent complete protectors for a safe karate tournament like other fighting arts so that karate can become one of the Japanese fighting arts. Nowadays, karate do has become popular all over China, where many people study karate do very hard. Even outside Japan, karate do is popular. There's a man who graduated from university in Tokyo, and he is now propagating and studying karate-do in Europe. In May 1934, I was invited to propagate and teach karate-do in Hawaii, USA, by Okinawans there, and a newspaper company. Karate clubs have only been established in Hawaii since then. As mentioned above, now karate-do has become not only a Japanese martial art, but an international martial art. On the teaching method of karate, as each person has his or her distinct character, the muscle development is different depending on his or her muscle use. Therefore, at first we do preparatory exercises to develop our muscles so that we can practice karate exercises easier. And then, fundamental kata, supplemental exercise, kaishu kata, and kumite. We teach karate in this way. Each is as follows. Preparatory exercises 
We exercise each muscle of our body in order to enhance its flexibility, its strength, and endurance. And then we practice the fundamental kata. We do this again after practice of kata to relax our muscles. And we take a breathing exercise and take a rest quietly. The second is through the practicing fundamental kata, we can take a correct posture. We can inhale and exhale correctly. We can adjust increasing or decreasing our power harmoniously. We can develop a powerful physique and a strong will of the warrior. The third is supplemental exercises, and these enable us to learn and perform well. We exercise each part of our body with a particular movement. We also practice with various equipment to enhance our outer whole strength and particular part strength. Number four, nowadays we have about 20 or 30 kinds of kata and their names are various depending on their creators. Kata has technique of defense and offense which are connected appropriately. It has various directions of movement and it is something like gymnastics. We should perform kata by using power of mind and body in accordance with its technical purpose so that we can learn the principle of untying and tying. Number five is understanding its technical purpose of kata. We therefore practice kumite or fighting. And doing this, we practice the technique of attack and defense with fighting spirit like a real situation. I summarize as follows. We introduce the interaction of mind and body from the fundamental kata. We develop the spirit of martial arts by acquiring fighting technique through practicing kata and kumite training correctly. So there you go. That is an article called The Tao of Karate, written by one of the greats of Okinawan Karate, uh, the founder of Gojuru Karate Do, a man by the name of Sensei Chojun Miyagi. And he wrote that in 1936. And it's one of the only remaining pieces of writing from the karate master which survived the Second World War. Chojun Miyagi Sensei was one of the most key and pivotal people in the rise of modern karate. Um, he's remembered as the founder of Gojuru a system of karate that is found in both in Okinawa and Japan. And he passed away in 1953. And during his time, what's interesting is he didn't give out any black belt Dan ranking. And a year after his death, his students got together and had a meeting and tried to decide how to move forward without him. And the result was, as you can imagine, as happens, various students going their own way and deciding what rank they should wear and basically nobody agree on unifying this system. So now in this day, uh, Gojuru has various paths. And I should also point out that the man who is likely to have been chosen by Miyagi to take over the system uh, died in the war if you don't know about the Battle of Okinawa, you should look it up. Uh, terrible thing. Um, what I like about this essay is the fact that, apart from the historical perspective of it, um, what he is saying is that training doesn't take much space. It doesn't take much time. It doesn't matter what your age is, your gender, your body type. What he's saying is you just have to do it, commit to it. This is from someone who even to this day is revered.
And another takeaway is, as he writes, as a result of training in mind and body, you can cultivate your character and acquire indomitable spirit. And I think that is transferable into anything that we do, any training we do, any martial art we do. Like I said before, I don't really believe that you, you need to train in this system or that system to get the benefits of it. Um, there are some core things I think that are good for everybody to do. But whether you train in Goju-do or you ta- train in Shirinji Kempo, you can get the same thing. You get this indomitable spirit and this character, though, by applying yourself, by the hard work of it, by the digging in. And it doesn't take much else. Like Miyagi-sensei says, you need a place to train. (laughs) You need something to wear. You need some good people to train with. And when you find a place like that, you never give it up. You don't take a break. You don't want to. You're going to crave it. And you'll know when you find it. The second thing that Miyagi-sensei understood is that going through the motions alone isn't enough. You have to learn to apply what you have learned. So just doing the kata, like he says, it's not enough. You have to train with the right aspect. If you don't do karate and you don't understand quite what I mean by this principle of kata and kumite, um, think of it as technique and application. You have two wheels of the same vehicle that you need to understand. And like anyone who does jujitsu understands, you can have all the flashy technique in the world, but if you don't know how to pull it off against a resisting opponent, guess what? You probably need to keep working at it or examine what you need to do to make it work or sometimes just discard it completely. You need to get those wheels of technique and application working together so you can move this vehicle, so you can use it, so you can make it functional. And that's what training's about. Miyagi-sensei also had a good lesson for us. He didn't care about ranking. Think about that. What he cared about was training. He cared about the people that were training with him. He cared about using the martial arts as a vehicle to help people live better lives and to cultivate character and an indomitable spirit. And I think this is something that's lacking in a lot of schools these days. People crave gratification. They crave a pat on the back. They believe their own lies. You can train for years, you can have a black belt around your waist, you can have all these things and more, but let's face it, nothing says you're not a douchebag. Train in a way that that belt around your waist, that the years that you spent doing this help make you a better person, help to define the person that you are, to make you a person of character. When Miyagi-sensei passed away, to give you an example of the kind of guy that he was, his body was carried down the street and people came out and bowed to him as he passed by for the last time. Now that is something to aspire to. To be such an amazing person through your training that when you are done on this earth, you're recognized as someone special. Someone that made a difference. Someone who is a cut above. 
Martial arts can give us many things, but we have to take that first step. Then we have to simply keep at it. Don't take a break. Keep at it. Then amazing things can happen when we do. All right. So let's move along to the question of the week. And that is kind of fitting with this, actually. Um, is there one martial art that is better than another? And the answer is quite simply no. All martial arts are great. If you think otherwise, you need to give your head a shake and look around. The individual makes the martial art great. Take any martial art that you might think is awesome because of maybe people in it or a person who's in it and take them out. Is that martial art quite the same? It's the people that make the difference. There are plenty of martial arts out there that could be better by having better people in it. There are plenty of martial arts out there that are awesome because of the people that are in it. And when those people are gone, the question is what happens? I think that what you have to understand that some martial arts can be of greater potential for, than others. They have the ability to change you in ways that others can't. And that's just a reality of system to system. And, I've, and again, I've trained in a whole bunch of things over close to 40 years. So I have a bit of a unique perspective on that. Um, but I don't think you have to do that either. What you need to do is you need to find your own way yourself. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. What you need to do is you need to find a good school with amazing people and an instructor that inspires you. And if you don't have that, go somewhere else until you can find that. And then you need to hold on to that like it is a precious thing. You need to understand that your membership that you're paying not just helps keep, keep the lights on, but it helps ensure that others are going to find this amazing thing that you've found. And if you leave, and what if a whole bunch of other people leave at the same time? It puts everything into jeopardy. But it's not just about money. It's about more. It's about community. It's about building change. It's about building a better world. It's about creating something far bigger and better than what you have around you right here, right now. It's about the future. Never doubt that you yourself need to help that when you find a place like that and people like that and a teacher like that. You have to be the person that helps with everything. You need to understand that you can help make or break that school. You need to understand that it's up to you to ensure that the future is as bright as it can be through that school and that art. And you need to make sure that that system that you're training in 
to other people seems like an amazing martial art because of you and the others that are in it that are so awesome, so respectful, so kind and compassionate and amazing. In the end, don't forget that your martial art is you. You. You are your martial art. You, your body, is your weapon. You and your body is your tool. And you and your body, your mind, and your spirit is your martial art. So find something you love. Be open-minded. Maybe train in a few things if you can. Find a school that allows that to happen and encourages it to happen. Work hard and be awesome. So there you go. Train. So this is our 30th episode, if you can believe it, which is awesome. So to celebrate, how about you, listening person, after you're done this, go on whatever it is that you're listening to this on and give us a review Write some words. This, some, this Warrior's Way podcast is fantastic. <laughs> um, whatever. Write something. Not only that, but help spread the word. Tell the people that you know in your school about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your social media people about it. Share it. Get it out there. Um, we'd like to see this turn into something far bigger. Um, so yeah, write a review if you can, that would be great. And that would make my day because, you know, this is a free thing and maybe I get my joy out of little things like your thumbs up. (laughs) Um, the other thing you can do is you can check out our website. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. I just, uh, put up a start of a, a reading list on our website that you can, you know, click on with all links to some of the books that we've talked about and things like that. Not everything is a book. Like this one is from an article from Chojin Miyagi Sensei. So, you know, there's no book to, to buy. Um, also, you know, I know some of those podcasts out there, they do links and they get paid two cents or whatever for the, I didn't do that. Um, I, part of me, it's, I don't know how to. <laughs> and the other thing is I honestly just don't care. Um, if you like this, you will support it in other ways. One way you can do it is if you have been listening, you know that I've written a couple books. Uh, You can look those up on Amazon. Uh, They're available there as paperbacks, or you can also get them on your Kobo or your Kindle as e-books. I've written, well, a couple martial arts ones now, Warrior's Way, what this thing is named after, and also A Wolf in the Woods, which we'll talk about sometime. And the uh, interesting thing that happens when you find yourself fighting a wolf in the woods. True story, but not for this time. Um, And that's about it. Just get out there and, and live a good life. Get on the mats and train. Stop coming up with excuses. Be a good partner with those people that you train with. And like I said, make that, that rank that you are, make that person that you are someone special. You can be a lot of things in this world. You can be a 
really awesome person or you can be a scumbag. Make a choice. Make a difference. And you know what? Maybe we can make this a better world. So there you go. Episode 30 in the can. Thank you for listening. If you've been listening all this time, lots of great things coming. Get out there and train. Have fun. And be a good friend. Thanks.